I'm blessed to be raised in the time that I've been raised in. Saw a little hard times as a young boy, but God is blessed. <laughs> raised without a bathroom or running water there for a little while. Praise God for the old outside toilet. Hallelujah. We're not thankful for all that God has given us today. It's probably a different message for Easter, but so what? We're different. And this has been Holy Week. And we find here in the Scripture in Matthew where Jesus was sorrowful. And when He went into the Garden of Gethsemane and His heart was broken, and He knew that His hour was come. They didn't, nothing slip up on Jesus. He knew. He knew what cause He came to this earth. But still, He was enough man till He knew that He dreaded death. And He dreaded the cup that was coming to Him. And I want us to get this. We dread old age and we dread sickness and we dread troubles coming to our house. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus didn't quit. He went to the garden of Gethsemane to pray. I'll never forget my experience in the garden of Gethsemane in 95. As I walked as far as I could go back against the fence and they opened the garden of Gethsemane up and let our group, 40 of us I think roughly, Go in and they closed the gate and we had the whole garden to ourselves to pray. And I'll never forget the experience. I won't go there now, but Jesus went into the garden to pray. And He took Peter and the two sons of Zacchaeus and it was James and John. Zedekiah's sons, yeah. He took them, James and John. He took the three disciples with Him. So that was three of the best that He had. And he went to pray. And he come back. And, he, and the Bible said that he was sorrowful. And the boys had went to sleep on him. The best that he had. James, Peter, and John. The message on my heart today is that I, am I the one that's sleeping with mankind dying and going to hell? Am I, am I the one that's not getting the job done? Am I the one that's not witnessing? Am I the one that's not being the bright and shining light? I'm going to tell you, the Lord lit my candle. Neighbor, am I the one that's let it go out? Am I the guilty? Am I, am I the one that's the reason the church is in the shape that it's in? I'm talking about the worldwide church. I'm talking about our country, a free country. Am I part of the problem? I thought this week I'd done some visiting. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you that don't even want a preacher in our house no more. Can I help you? Can I help you? 
No, I don't need no help. I come to help you. I'm well. I'm up walking. I ain't down. But Jesus ain't invited into our house. And is it I that keeps Him from coming in? Is it I that shuts the door? He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open, he said, I'll come in and sup with him. Right. We, we can be partakers of the Holy Spirit of God and the goodness of Almighty God. I thought about, there was twelve disciples and I thought only three He took with them. And these three went to sleep. And He went into the garden to pray again. And the Bible said that His blood, His sweat became as great drops of blood. So He was in agony. And we stood beside of the bedside of people dying that had never made a profession of faith. And then we stood beside the bedside of people that had made preparation to meet God, all they could do. And there's a total difference. I stood beside of them as they were dying and they said, God, don't deal with me no more. There's no use to pray for me. That's a sad thought. Could today be the last day that you could say no to the Lord? I'm going to tell you, this scares me. I thought, And y'all prayed for me. But Wednesdays I had the cancer took off my eye and they went up into the, above my eyelid. But I thought they put a ground pad. Some of you's been through this. They put a ground pad on the back of my back, a metal, about like that, and had me to lean back against it. And then they took that little rod and what do they call it? Collar rod, collar, something like that. What they do is it electrocutes and it burns and stink. Like crazy, as they stop the blood from flowing. But I thought about in, in Leviticus and under the law how when they killed the animal and, and what a stink it was when they burnt the parts outside the tabernacle. And Donnie brought it out so wonderfully how the sprinkling of blood and, and blood was everywhere. And some of us probably pass out before we seen a drop of blood. Hello? We'd probably be one of them kind. So think about how easy God has made it for us. He done everything that He could do. The law wasn't perfect. The law wasn't working and people wasn't getting the job done. So Jesus said, I'll send my Son to suffer, to be the ultimate sacrifice. And His blood through faith is covering every one of us and there's nothing to clean up. He cleaned it up. Man, it's been on my heart this week. and uh, Man, I just break down and cry when I think about how simple and easy Jesus has made it for me to serve Him. And then I look and I say, is it I that's too lazy to come to church? Is it I that puts other things before the Lord? Is it I? Let's read what the Scripture says. I won't be before you long. Matthew 26, my 16th verse. 
And after supper was ended, after Jesus had sat there and eat the Passover, the last supper, with his twelve disciples, and he never counted Judas out because Judas was numbered with them. They can preach to you anything they want to preach to you. But if Judas wasn't right one time or another, then the other twelve wasn't either. Because they were appointed. And the Bible said, I believe it's in Luke. I'd have to look it up. But they went out. He sent them two by two. And He sent out the seven and they come back. And they said, the, the devils are even subject to them. And he said, don't rejoice. And I'm going to tell you, the devil can't cast out the devil. He said, don't rejoice because the devils are subject unto you, but rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Today, I'm going to tell you, we got doctor's degrees and fine suits, and we're rejoicing because we're getting to stand and lead a bunch of people. We need some people, glory to God, to rejoice that will stand before you and rejoice because their name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God, we need to realize today that we're nothing without the shed blood of Jesus Christ. I'd be lower than the lowest snake that ever crawled on the earth, but Jesus died on the cross that I could be what I am today. So I'm just your servant, honey. I'm not, I'm not your ruler. I'm not your king. I'm just your servant, glory to God, to bring the Word of God. I'm just a middleman that you can see that's bringing the Word of God. Today I need to live closer. Am I living as close as I could live? Have I dedicated enough to God? Come on, church, I'm going to preach. The Bible said, and we'll have to go back and hunt it up, but the Bible said from that time, and from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. After he'd set, and we do it in, in the fourth Sunday in Jude, and we do a communion, and we do foot washing. Jesus even, in, in John, you can see where Jesus washed Judas' feet. We can see where he washed, he don't call Judas' name, but he washed all the disciples' feet. And he said he left it for an example. And they're up today trying to knock down foot washing. There's very few takes communion, and then we got another bunch that takes communion every week and thinks it covers their sins. Communion don't cover your sin, glory to God. Amen. We just do it in remembrance of Him. And, And if we don't do it in His will, He said many sleep and many are sick. In other words, many is dead because they've done it unworthily. We've played games with the Word of God. We've got... Too educated. Listen to me and listen carefully. Will you please? I'm going to tell you something. And I went to the first grade. And I didn't know my ABCs until I went to the first grade. But I sat under Miss Gibson. He's way back yonder. Before computer and telephones. But I sat under Miss Gibson till I learned my ABCs. We think we can come and get saved and we're done. I learned my ABCs to use them in life. 
I learned to count to ten to make change. It wasn't just perhaps. But today, listen to what I'm telling you. If you go sit under a doctrine for a solid year and listen to some of this rotten doctrine, you will follow it. I got my education down on my knees, begging God, Janet will tell you, that Janet and I got confused as a young Christian in 1968. And we began to read the Scripture, sister. We began to beg to God, God, show us which one's right. This preacher would preach this, and that preacher would preach that, and it didn't correspond. Something wasn't working. It wasn't a communion. It wasn't love. Neighbor, and the Bible said for us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And we sat down with the Word of God and we begged and we pleaded with God because I took, I took a group of little Boy Scouts to church and, and dressed in their uniforms and I was so proud of them. And a false doctrine come out in our revival that could mess up the little minds of our children. Honey, if I thought I never had nothing else to worry about, I sure wouldn't pay my light bill. Amen. I wouldn't make my car payment. Come on, church. I'm telling us the truth. I didn't know all this was coming. I need to get back to the Word. But Judas saw opportunity. And I'm going to tell you, after we're saved, if we're not careful, we search out opportunity to satisfy flesh. We search out opportunity to make it easy on ourselves. And if Jamie says, well, you all right, you're right in that, then that really helps me. And here comes Henry. He said, you all right, Bill. said, you saved back there and you're a little bitty fella. You all right. So I just go ahead and do what I want to do. They really helping me. Bless God, I ain't one of them to tell us that we're all right. I'm here to tell us that we're seeking out opportunity to be recognized or to satisfy flesh. To make it easy on ourselves. Who wanted what flesh this morning jumped up and said, Oh boy, I get to go to sunrise service. It's five o'clock. Oh, I'm so glad to be out of bed. Did anybody's flesh do that? I drug around like a suck egg dog. <laughs> Amen. Trying to find my clothes and my glasses. Yeah. And Jesus has done as much for me as he has anybody I know. I mean, he's took care of me. He gives me a shout every once in a while. So what I'm saying, we're searching out opportunity. And I can read it in the Word and we find that Judas sought out and he went to him and he said, what will you give me? This didn't happen overnight. This ain't like if you mash your finger and you say a bad word. That's not planned. But he sought out opportunity. And I'm going to tell you, we seek out things, we seek out opportunity where we can justify self and not give ourselves to the Lord. Hello? I'm telling us the truth. And then we knock Judas. I'll say, if we had a walked right there with Judas and have seen him, Thomas said, let me touch the places. And the Lord told him, He said, Blessed are they that have not seen and still believe that I am the Son of God. I praise Him for faith today. 
Thomas did get the touch. Amen. But Judas got to sit down at the table with Jesus. Amen. And do communion. Still got up and the money looked good in his eyes. Why did the money look good in his eyes? He was the man who had the bank. He was treasure. Jesus never turned him away. He washed his feet. He done communion with him. But he said, somebody will betray me. And as I look at us today, I see a seat that has betrayed God. I'm seeing a person in this seat. Don't get me wrong, I ain't looking at a crazy seat. But I see a person in that seat that loved God, that has betrayed God. I see some seats that are empty that have betrayed you people. That you had confidence in. And they testified to you how great God was. And the first time the bar growled, they run like crazy. I'm telling us the truth. This ain't popular. But I'm going to tell you, this is an Easter message that God gave this old man. Am I going to run when the snake rattles? Or am I just going to step back and find somehow the Word of God to kill him? To cut him off? Somewhere else I can submit myself unto God and resist the devil and laugh when I see him fleeing. I won the victory again. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I thought about Holy Week for Jesus was as hard as any week He could have had. He knew all the time. It's not easy. It's not easy today to lay in the hospital bed and know that death is knocking on your door. It's not easy. Even though you're a Christian, and you look back and you say, well, I wish I'd have done that. I'd like to have been there. Don't leave my family. I'm afraid that, that trouble will come to them and I'd like to help. Don't you think that all of that wasn't running through Jesus' mind? He was man. He said, let this cup pass for me, but not my will, but thine be done. And there Judas that had seen the healings. And he seen the blind man healed. And he'd seen the withered hand healed. And he'd seen the devils run when Jesus passed by. He'd walk side by side with Jesus and with Peter and with John. Amen. And the other disciples. James. Yet, he saw opportunity. Why? Because there was a big crowd. You know what's wrong with our government today? Amen. They let that dollar get in their eye. They've lost contact with the church. They've lost contact with their family. They've lost contact with God. A man that gets so far out don't realize he don't realize what he's doing to himself and everybody else. A man on drugs don't think he's going to die and go to hell. He's got his mind numbed. That's the trick Satan likes to pull on you. You don't think you're going to be hurled out. But Jesus is sending us a message today. Is it I? Is it I? Judas saw opportunity. I love this. I guess I'm just this way. I love this. And he said, Now the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying unto Him, Where will thou 
that we shall prepare for thee to eat the Passover. And he said, Go into the city to such a man and say unto him, one of the Scriptures says, and, and the God in, in Israel told us, and it was a blessing. And one of the Scriptures says, you find a man with a water pot. And the God laughed and told us about it, and He read the Scripture to us. It's in, in Luke or John or Mark, one of them there. Anyway, He said, you never seen a woman carry, a man carrying a water pot. He said, the woman always carried the water pot. So ladies, if your man carries a water pot for you once in a while, you need to praise God. You need to praise God. The woman done all of that kind of work. So, so he said it wasn't no, no problem whatsoever to find that man because there wasn't one nowhere else that was carrying the water pot. Here, Matthew don't mention that, but that's what he said. And he said, Go into the city, and such a man is saying to him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. But all of this time, listen, Judas was helping in the church. Judas was helping for the Passover. I'll probably get a call on this message. Praise the Lord. Hope I do. Amen. But glory to God, listen to what I'm saying. He said he was numbered with us. He was a part of the ministry. And his ministry was so important that they cast lots and they put somebody else in because 11 wasn't what they needed. They needed 12. Amen. They needed 12 disciples. And that's what Jesus, I know Jesus knew from the beginning who was going to betray him. But he knows all things. He knows, God knows when the end's going to be. They know all things. Now when the eve was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Can you, can you imagine twelve that you have appointed and twelve that you have picked out to sit on the front row and help carry the gospel and go through the nation and, and we'll just say family, appointed Christian family, amen. Twelve of our church people, not just my, my fleshly brothers and sisters, but my, uh, my spiritual brothers and sisters. And then, and, and God will put it on my heart that one is going to betray me. And you all know how our mind works. Could we, if we knowed that he was going to turn me over to be slaughtered, could I wash Henry's feet? Could I sit there and, and take sop with him? Could I take the communion with Henry? If I knew without a doubt. I'm going to tell you, we call ourselves Christians. Is it I? Can I, can I be what Jesus set the example for me to be? Could I, if I knew, if I knew tomorrow that Henry was going to betray me, take papers from me, and bring me before the courthouse in Dobson, and have me murdered? Could I kiss him on the head? Could I? Is it I? Do I need to step up? Do I need to be a better man? Is it I? Do you know you're going to heaven today? Have you been saved? Have you been numbered? <laughs> I thought about the twelve. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. The twelve were called and chosen. 
I remember Peter, there he was fishing up a storm, and he said, come on, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. What did Peter do on down the road just a little bit farther? He said, I go fishing when the load got heavy. He was man. He was man. And I know this was before Jesus died and this was before the Holy Ghost, but can I tell you, they were chosen men of God. Let me tell you, Moses was a chosen man of God. He was before the Holy Ghost. He knew, but he was walking by sight. He had to offer sacrifices, which Jesus offered Himself the the ultimate sacrifice for every one of us. Not for them sins we're fixing to commit or those that we saw opportunity to do, but those that we make by mistake. I'm afraid too many of us are looking for an opportunity. And here the, the council come and the priest and the governors and they came to Judas. And Judas said, what will you give me? He was already prophesied in Zechariah 13, I believe it is, or 12. Zechariah 12, that for 30 pieces of silver, I'm talking about 600 years before, he said they will give 30 pieces of silver. That's the price of Jesus. Can you glory be unto God, church? Can I tell you what we're selling out for today? We're selling out for less than 30 pieces of silver. We're selling out for another date with a woman that ain't ours. We're selling out for another beer or another hit from drugs. We're selling out for another just to lay out of church and to go satisfy place. Glory to God. Is it I today that's walked away from God? I love to knock Judas down. Don't you all? I like to beat him down and justify myself. But is it I that have betrayed of the Lord Jesus Christ? I got saved at home by myself, but on a Wednesday night I went to church. And I stood up a little skinny 26-year-old man, supposed to have been a man, killed out with alcohol and shame and guilt. And I stood before the church and I said, The Lord saved my soul. I got saved at home. I made a profession, an open profession. Neighbor, is it I today that's bringing the Lord Jesus Christ to an open shame? Because I said I'm a Christian and I'm not living by it. Do I still fly mad like I used to? Do I still sit in the same old places I used to? Do I seek opportunity to satisfy flesh? This message ain't coming out like I had in my mind. I'm glad I didn't have it wrote down. I'd have to go back and read it. But think about, think about, how much we like to satisfy self. I sat up there in the fellowship hall and said, oh. I looked up at Melody and she said, I'm raised right here. She said, I'm sleepy too. <laughs> oh. we, you know, it's, just, it's just how we are. This flesh is so important because I can see it and touch it and feel it. But that that I can't see is going to last forever. Amen. I'm glad this old sickness is just passing through. I'm, I'm glad Nancy's face, y'all won't believe how much Nancy's face has improved in two weeks. Amen. Amen. All that old fall and black and blue and stitches and uh, worked on and fixed up. Amen. God, only the hand of God can do that. Amen. Only the hand of God can bring us. I need to seek opportunity 
to uplift Jesus. Amen. I need to be able. We got a boy, and he's been mentioned here at church several times, and he's had some sickness. I say a boy, he's in his 60s. I love him, my depth of my heart, known him all of his life and his family. I got to visit him this week and never seen him cry. <laughs> never seen him cry. We stood out there with the old tractor and the chickens running around us. He thought he was going to die just a while back. And he said, I've talked to God. And he told me, he said, this one day, the majority of my sickness just quit. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I prayed for you. Somebody else prayed for you. Somehow or other, we're going to get this across. This didn't just happen. God moved on the scene and gave us another change. Neighbor, y'all prayed for me, but I'm going to tell you something. The reason I'm here today, God heard your prayers and touched me. Touch me, lifted me up. Amen. Ruth could have been in massive trouble with her heart. But here she sits today. You've been yonder and you could have had a massive car wreck. Amen. While it's on my mind, it just hit me. Bill going, some of you know him. As far as I know, Bill's still not saved. Probably, I'm guessing, 87, 88 years old. Flipped a lawnmower and bust, all busted up. Just lives down the road here. Talked to him. He was carpenter when I was laying brick. But he needs our prayers. Let me go on preaching. It's God is why we're still here. Amen. It's God why we can still praise Him. He's still alive. I thought about that bullock that they killed over in the Exodus that they killed and offered on the sacrifice. It's gone. But mine's sitting on the right hand of the Father. I don't understand how it is. Glory to God. He said flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of heaven. But He's alive. So He ain't in flesh and blood, but He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. But He was down here walking just like we was. So if He can rise and get that glorified body, so can I. Amen. Because we're made in the likeness of God. Are we seeking opportunity? And we ain't going to say it to betray the Lord. Somebody said the excuse was give other day and as good as any. I believe Butch said that. They had a gallon of milk in the refrigerator. That's just good as some of these other excuses. Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. Look around if you want to. Look around at each other. Remember in your mind, I'm not talking about natural passion away death, but I'm talking about somebody's been caught up by the devil. Somebody's been caught up by the devil. Where's the scripture? Maybe in maybe in John that it gave the time after supper that Satan entered into Judas. So he wasn't in there to start with. But Satan entered into Judas. What had he done? He left the door open. He quit, he quit believing the Word of God. He quit believing that Jesus was Jesus. 
And I don't know how church was back then, but he, he quit what, what God had given him to do. And he saw that 30 pieces of silver, and it got on his mind. He thought, I can get in with a big crowd. Hello? I don't need to be in with a big crowd. I promise you if the president come to visit me today, I'd pray with that sucker. <laughs> he needs Jesus more than anything trying to lead a nation without Jesus. Amen. He needs Jesus in his life. Yeah, amen. And we're everyone paying because he's our president. Right. We lost a faithful Democrat, amen, because I said something about Biden. But if you're a Democrat or Republican, you ain't right, you ain't right. Amen. We need to face reality today. Jesus is coming back after those that are washed in the blood, those that are cleaned up. Amen. But Judas said, what will you give me? What will you give me? I believe we stayed on jobs that God wasn't pleased with because they got us a raise to stay. Or have you ever switched jobs and thought this is it? We'll make more money and this the money didn't go nowhere. I went to work with the state and took a cut. And I like starve to death. <laughs> but if it wasn't for the little state retirement now, Brenda, it'd be tough. God's seen what I was going to need down the road. We want everything right there. And when we see opportunity, man, we grab it. I think mine Janet's last vacation was about as miserable as she's ever been. I won't tell the whole story, all right? <laughs> we'll keep that a secret. But sometimes it, ain't, sometimes it just don't work out like you think. Because we're looking for opportunity to satisfy flesh. Well, God's good. God's good. 21st verse, as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful. It don't say 11 of them was exceedingly sorrowful, but it said they. And to me, that's the same thing as all. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? The point I need to get across in this, Jesus had it. He gave it. He gave it to Judas and the twelve disciples that they had power to go out and overcome Satan. I'm going to tell you something. Today, Jesus gave me power to overcome Satan. He gave me power, and I don't always do it, but He gave me power to not let them hurt my feelings. He gave me power to have faith. Amen. If, if I pray, glory to God, in that sycamore tree, be moved, uprooted, and in that mountain, if I had faith as a grain of mustard seed. He gave that to me. But is it I that's not using it? Is it I that's not put it to practice? Is it I? We preachers, we stand and we do what we think we can, the very best we can, but is it I that don't have enough faith to say it's reaching out and touching 
who God wants it to touch. This ain't in vain. The Word won't return void. It's touching. It's reaching out. And it's getting to somebody. But my face sometimes, and I crawl off in self-pity. And I say, Lord, let this cup pass for me. I don't want to pastor no more. I'm giving out. I'm old. Let me out of this. And I realize the blood running down his face. And he didn't open his mouth. And I realized, and Butch told part of it there Wednesday night, that they come by and broke the one on the left's legs and they broke the one on the right's legs. But they looked and Jesus was done dead. And Jesus says it all through the Word of God so that the prophecy can be fulfilled. So the prophecy, every jaw and every tittle, I feel the power of God. Every little bit of that Old Testament is going to be fulfilled. And Jesus made it plain. One, He healed there. And He said, go do what Moses' law said. Go back to the priest. And Jesus was walking right with them. He didn't down the law and say that ain't right. He said, I'm making a better way. He said, I'm going to be the ultimate sacrifice. These fellows were sitting there, these twelve, and they said, is it I? That's what I'm trying to preach. Is it I? I don't think I've ever preached this. He said, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dip, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man to whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been better for that man if he had not been born. It had been better for that man not to have been born than to betray the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you what we'll do. I know how we are. We'll search out opportunity to justify self that we're not betraying the Lord. Neighbor, if if our community hadn't betrayed the Lord, the church would be full. Amen. Amen. But we have betrayed the Lord. We one time testified. Hey, I know some that one time preached the Word. They preached in this church. I know deacons at one time were deacons. Now they're henpecked. They followed mama instead of God. I'm telling us the truth. Man needs to be a man. I'm glad Jesus was a man. When they crucified him, he didn't say. If I was a woman, it'd be a little bit easier. Could you change me to a woman? Lord, help us. That ain't the example that the Lord Jesus Christ set for us. He set for us to stand up, be willing to die for the glory of God. Are we willing to die for the glory of God? And Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said, I'd like to tell you something. I'd like to tell you something right there. Judas didn't really realize what he was doing. Judas was seeing the part that was benefiting him. And he thought, I'm making more friends. And I can just hear what the devil told him. I can hear part of it. 
said, if you get in with these, you can win some of them to the Lord and you might even get a bigger job. You might get a better, a better opportunity. Plus, you get 30, 30 pieces of silver and get in with a big crowd. Judas didn't realize the route he was going. I want you to realize today, if God ain't first in your life, I want you to realize the route you're going. I want you to ask yourself, that's a question that these fellows ask, and even Judas asked it. The one that definitely we all know betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it I? Is it I? Am I the one? I can't answer for Jamie, but is it I? Let me see if I can find this. I jotted down a scripture if I can find it. I can't find it, so I'll let it go. Let me jump back to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, 9 through 13. And he said, They shall deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hated, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. Have you ever seen a time when people are offended? I mean, you can blow your nose in front of them and they're offended. Won't come back to church. I talked to one this week and he said, The young ones down there are wild. Visited Mount Vernon Church. He said, you can't stop them. And I said, I agree. The parents need to stop the kids. I agree 100%. But I said, I want to tell you something. I said, I'll take the blame for it. I don't want the kids in the back room me out there preaching. I want the kids out there to hear the Word of God. And if somebody wants to happen to cry or shout, amen, the kids will know it. I want them to know what it is to come to the altar and pray. Amen. Glory to God. I was a kid one time. I remember sleeping under the pew. Yeah. I remember getting my mouth smacked too. Yeah. But I think for every time I ever heard the Word of God, every time I ever heard the Word of God, some of it stuck. And when God wanted it to come out, I couldn't have heard without people letting it be known. But it, when I needed it, God would bring it out to my mind that that's Bible. I didn't get it all right, but I knew that was Bible. I knew that I wasn't doing right. They need the Word of God. He said, And they shall hate one another. It's Matthew 24 and 10. And the 11th verse said, And many false prophets, church, we're living in that time today. He said, And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. I'm going to tell you something today, whether you like it or whether you don't. If you're a church member and you think you're ready to meet God and you're still using God's name in vain, you are deceived. A false prophet somewhere has deceived you in believing everything is alright. If you've got to have a beer to relax at night, you've been deceived by the devil. Amen. And some false prophet has told you you're all right. I'm telling us the truth. I'd like to go just a little bit farther. 
If you think the NIV is helping you, you're deceived. And somebody told me, and I don't know this, but there's about 4,000 different denominations. I don't know. The world's bigger than I can understand. But what are they believing today? They're worshiping cows and chickens and rats. And what are we worshiping? Thirty pieces of silver. To buy us another loaf of bread and a diet Mountain Dew. Hello? Think where we're at, church. My flesh wanted no part of sunrise service. If I look at that, it's like preaching. Preaching's foolish. That's what the Bible says to them that don't believe. <laughs> and to drag this out at five o'clock to go stand in the cold, why it just don't make sense. Uncle Bill, you ain't my boss no more. I've been saved. Amen. We need to realize that. Is it I? I'm going to read just a little more and I'm going to quit. I promise y'all I'll quit. And he said, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. The Bible said plainly that God is love, faith, hope, and charity, and love is the greatest of all three of them. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us about love. He said, the love of many. He said, God is love in John. So we have got to have known God to know love. Or anything other than God is counterfeit love. But he said, the love of many will grow cold. I wouldn't like it, but if Andy was to spit on me, I'd have to love him. Amen. After two or three times, if I didn't have enough sense to get out of the way, I deserved it. But think about it. Think about it, church. Where we're at today. Let me read this. We enjoy this so much, let us read this. In Hebrews 6. I won't read it all, but we'll just start Hebrews 6 and maybe 6. 5. And if they have tasted the good word of God and the power of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again into repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. They crucify him. Listen to what he is saying in the Word of God. And they'll change this around and fix it. But can I tell you something? When you've made a profession of faith and walk away from God, you've brought, you've brought to the Christ. You shall fall away, renew you again, repent, and crucify to themselves the Son of God. 
we crucify to ourselves the Son of God. People seize us and we, we bring Christ to the cross again and say there wasn't nothing to that. I was kidding about getting off of alcohol. I was kidding about my family being broke up and it come back together. I wasn't that bad on drugs. I, I, I wasn't that bad on drugs. I just kid myself. I don't need the Lord to keep me off of drugs. That's what we're saying. And we crucify to ourselves the Son of God afresh and put Him to an open shame. Is it I? Is it I that's putting the Lord to an open shame? Think about the last 20 years how far church has betrayed the Lord. How the church ain't what the church one time was. That's worldwide. I've talked to some people this, this week. Two different ones. One right here in Low Gap and one over the road back in that section. But they don't have enough money. Come on, church. They're not getting enough money in their offering plate to mow the cemetery. And they're trying to figure out how to raise some money. How to raise some money. To start with, we've run the young folks off. Hello? And the old church has died that used to mow the yard. Now we're trying to pay for it. And we've been taught we don't give no money to church. We're not paying the preacher. And I'm going to tell you it's been misused. Paying the preacher's been misused. But think where the churches have come from. Our church where, where our baby is buried and our dad's buried. It's only by donations that keeps the cemetery mowed up there. One once in a while used to come by here, amen, and give a little money where theirs was passed away, but I've not seen that lately. Not got none in the mail lately. So we have got to keep up the church cemetery in the yard. We the church where the others have betrayed the Lord. I hope they ain't went on vacation their tithe money, hello. This is piddling, I know. For the earth was drinking in the rain cometh up often on it and bringeth forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiving blessings from God. But that which bare thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous, to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward His name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading of His Word. I'm going to read you one more and I promise you I'll quit. This is this order to be a blessing to you. And I think maybe Butch read it there uh, Wednesday night, but we need to read it again. In Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. 6 through 8. I got time to read more than that, surely. Well, yeah, it ain't even 11 o'clock. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows, 
Yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. That's the verse I wanted to get. Six verse. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. Have we not? Is it I? Have we not turned to our own way? Have we not turned to the direction that satisfies flesh? I thought along with me, some of y'all are too hot. It's hot in here this morning. If I get hot, it's it's warm. If I get warm. (laughs) But we're only two degrees off from freezing to death or burning up. And I thought if we was raised in a house with a fireplace, that fire didn't burn all night. Hey, you get up with snow on the on the floor if you ain't careful. I've woke up with snow on the bed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Could we at all? Is it I? Have I laid all of my iniquity on the Lord? He, he carried everything I had from, from the time I was uh, age of accountability Till I was 26 years old. He took all of my iniquities, carried it himself, and done away with it. Then God saved my soul and showed me what iniquity was. Showed me a way of an escape. Is it I, Lord, that have loaded you down again with my sins? Is it I, Lord, that's burdened you down? Is it I that have brought you to an open shame again because I've not lived the way that you told me to live? I've not lived by the Word of God. I've not testified. I've not preached like you give me to preach. I've not shouted every time the shout comes. I've been afraid to cry in front of people. Is it I, Lord, that I've laid all of my iniquities on you? If they come to me and I reject them, then it ain't sin to me. The Lord don't have to carry my iniquity. But if I grab it up and do it, I can't get out of it. The Lord. I go to the Lord. Forgive me. Repent. I can read to you about Judas. Judas woke up after the devil got through with Judas. Listen carefully. After Satan entered into Judas... He got his 30 pieces of silver and they crucified the Lord. Judas woke up and he realized what he had done. The money didn't mean nothing to him then. And he took it back to them and they said, I I forgot the right words, but they, they didn't know him. We don't want your money. And it was prophesied in the Word of God that they would buy when strangers come through and didn't have no family or no place to be buried. So they bought the potter's field, the, the field of blood, because it was blood money. And they took that 30 pieces of silver because nobody didn't want it. And they bought that field, a burying plot, a cemetery. They bought a cemetery to bury strangers. And if you'll take strangers, I, I think it was people that was lost. People that were just drifters that didn't know God. And I thought Judas, he couldn't, 
He said he repented himself. He repented himself. But he was so ashamed, he went out and hung himself. Another Scripture says that his bowels gushed out. I thought, looking at some of the places by sight in Israel, it may have been a, a long cliff that he jumped off of. A long rope. But Satan will leave you. The point I want to get across is that I. Satan will leave you out there with your 30 pieces of silver, all the money in your pocket, and he don't care if he hang yourself. His money, it don't matter to him. That 30 pieces of silver, he didn't want it back. All that gang that come to Judas and all those that Judas played into the hands of, all they wanted was to kill Jesus. Can I tell you today, neighbor, they don't want to hear the Word of God. They want to kill out Jesus, the King James Version of God's Holy Word, God's man. They want to kill Him out. I'm nothing, church, but I'm a dying breed. I'm a dying breed. You check it out. Remember old Bill said that when I'm gone. They ain't as hateful, unafraid as I am today. Church, I love you. Is it I? Is it I that hinders somebody from getting saved? How do you act on the job? What's your conversation? If anybody knows me, it's Janet. And she knows I ain't perfect. But she knows how much time I have spent in the altar too. And she knows when I go in the hole, just leave me alone. When I get in the hole, I need some solitary confinement. Yeah. Need to get back in touch with God. Is it I? Is it I? Santa, get a song, brother. Melody. Come as God speaks to our heart. Is it I? Where have I slacked? Am I where I was when, when the Lord saved me and I was so tickled He put clean clothes on me and picked me up and gave me a place in church? Just they, Our church was so small. And the old pastor took me in and he called me son. That tickled me to death. He told his children, he said, this is my son. And he gave me a place in the church. I needed to be a part. And today, I still appreciate it. If you will, stand to your feet. It's the same. The altar's open.